I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, everyone. Michael Anthony here. Van Halen, Chickenfoot, Sammy in the Circle. But anyway, you're listening to the only podcast that is dedicated to breaking down the entire Van Halen catalog one track at a time. And the podcast will rock. Ow! Hello, baby! What is up, all you rockers, rockets, and everything in between? You have joined us for a new edition of the new year of And the Podcast Will Rock. That's right, you guys. We're back. It's not a new season per se, but close. I don't know. We could probably call it a new season. It's a new year, a new era. Uh, we're getting down to the wire of the show, you guys. Only so many songs left to go, but still plenty of fun to be had. And if you're just joining us and you just happen to stumble across this show, well, welcome. Let me tell you what we do here. We are the show that dives into the catalog and discography of one of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time, the mighty Van Halen. And we do it one track at a time. I am your co-host, Mark Kamire. With me, as always, Corey Morissette. Corey, how was your holiday, sir? I had a really good holiday, actually. I spent some time with some family, got some relaxing in, got a new 4K Blu-ray player. So I'm spinning a bunch Ooh. of 4Ks this week. We just watched Titanic as a family the other night. That's a great-looking 4K. And Ooh, uh, I just recorded an episode of the Haskin cast with the uh, legendary Scott Haskin uh, on one of my yeah. uh, favorite albums from my youth. When I was cruising the streets of Plentywood, Montana, I had this uh, cassette in my tape player, and it hardly ever left. I actually wore all the, the typing off the side of the cassette, and that was John Bon Jovi's uh, Blaze of Glory, the Young Guns 2 soundtrack. So had a lot of fun uh, for almost three hours today talking to Scott about that one. Was this uh one of in the uh devolving of this particular cassette tape? Was it during your time at the Come and Go? Absolutely, I think that may be where I got it. Actually, <laughs> was at the Come and Go. I'm not. I have that T-shirt. My uh, T Public order finally came in tonight. I went with my Manifest Club uh, T-shirt. Yeah. All the all the folks on YouTube are going to be able to see this, but 
I, I do have a, a come and go uh, shirt as well, but I'm really, I haven't manifested <laughs> anything in a while, so I'm really kind of hoping tonight's the night. I think I got a good one in the hopper. A lot of guys want to hear it too, so. Shoot your shot, man. You've uh, you've already had uh, three. three. You shot your shot tw- uh, three times, thrice, and uh, you've made it happen. Last week I got mine, so might be your turn yet again. Join the uh, the quadruple uh, manifest club. Actually, you'll be the only member because I don't think anybody else has done that quite yet. And if you have, let me know. No one else has done so, three. I think I'm the only one with three. I think a couple of people have two. That's right. Yeah. yeah, you're the only one with three. You've got uh, two. I, th- I think I've got two. I think Sinich has two. Yep. Uh, th- there might be a few of you out there. Let us know uh, if you're lurking in the chat and you've got uh, two. Uh, you've called your shot twice. Let us know. But until that time, Corey, look, it's a new year. It's a new era, and we're 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 almost uh, as I mentioned at the top of the show. We're almost down to it. But really, I think. Uh, I think it's time. I think this show, uh, we, we should really start manifesting some some really uh, powerful songs left. There's only so many songs left, but we just uh, the power of the manifestation has to be very very strong in this new year, you guys. Because before this season is over, I uh, we will. I mean, that we'll be done with the wheel. The wheel will be done, and uh, it, it doesn't seem possible it doesn't seem likely and it doesn't seem feasible that we have kept the show going on this long uh you know but Corey and i we we've dealt with the parallels of uh uh, or the perils rather of failing podcasts sometimes and uh you know that's it's never fun when you want when you stop doing something that you enjoy doing because you just don't have either the audience or the drive to do it but i gotta tell you you guys all in the uh whether you're in the Patreon or you're uh, just you're listening for free or you just you interact with us in some way, you guys keep us going. And I just want to give a special shout out to all of our podcast will rockers uh, out there. And uh, just thank you guys so much. Thank you for making uh, this year incredible. And don't stop now because we're not done yet. So yeah, just we- wanted to point that out. Uh, what do you say we go on over and to see what's going on in Van Halen news? Anything uh, newsworthy? Oh, you know, there, there's always a couple things that are good buddies at the Van Halen News Desk, uh, like, like the Post, so uh, we'll go there now. Uh, first of all, uh, our good buddy Eric Senich did an in-depth conversation with Darren Paltrowitz, author of the new uh, David Lee Roth book. Uh, so mm-hmm. you've got a very extended interview here uh, with uh, Eric Senich and Darren Paltrowitz. Darren's been on our show. Um, absolutely fantastic guy. He's, wrote, he's written a mm-hmm. new book, DLR, the DLR book, How David Lee Roth Changed the World. Uh, but look at this list <laughs> of topics that they cover in this interview. Uh, they cover all things Diamond Dave, including Dave's contributions to Van Halen on and off stage. Did Dave really quit Van Halen in 85? The DLR movie we never got to see, Crazy from the Heat, which Mark and I both have a copy of the script, and let me tell you, it's something. Uh, who's that convenience it's store something. guy in the Yankee Rose video? Uh, how much of Dave's sex, drugs, and rock and roll lifestyle was true, and how much of it was for show? The story behind the Spanish, ver- the Spanish version of Eat Him and Smile. The global statement of Dave's uh, 88 album Skyscraper. The alternate title and album cover for A Little Late Enough. The failure of 94 is your filthy little mouth. The uh, 95 Vegas tour and Dave's bizarre appearance on The Tonight Show. If you haven't seen that, maybe, uh, you know, YouTube that. It's, it's interesting. Then we have the brief. Might have but, to do that later. Oh, yes. <laughs> then we have the brief but highly uh, publicized failed reunion appearance at the 96 MTV Video Awards. Uh, the radio gig in 2006, what went on off the air between Dave and the Suits. The No Holds, Bar- no Holds Barbecue video from 2002. Does anyone know what the hell that's about? That's a great question. No. I can't wait to check that out. <laughs> I uh, would secret, love to know. The Secret Van Halen with Dave recordings from 2000, which not a lot is known about. 
uh, why nobody wanted to be Dave's sound guy on the 2002 Sam and Dave Heavyweight Champs of Rock and Roll Tour. Uh, Dave's <laughs> EMT training, uh, his instructor says this was no publicity stunt. He was really into it. Uh, why Dave recorded the John 5 songs at around the same time as Van Halen's A Different Kind of Truth. Why did Dave re-record Van Halen songs, and what is Dave up to now, and will he return? So that's a really uh, enlightening interview from our good friend Eric Senich. And uh, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, definitely check that out. The the bit, yeah, I think one of the 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 standout questions from that list for me is why is Dave re-recording old Van Halen songs? <laughs> it's something that we have asked on the show multiple times because every single time Van Halen uh, news seems to get. Uh, 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 brought out into the world, and it's not Dave centered. Somehow he manages to release a new track, or uh, rather, a new spin on an old track, and it's always it, it's something. It's something. Uh, notably, it is not my favorite thing in the world. But every time he puts one out, we have to talk about it. So that would be the standout question for me: Why, Dave? Why, why are you doing this? It's why. one I've asked every time we listen to it. So. Uh, that that's going to be really, really cool. Be sure to check that out. What else is going on? All right, back to the news desk. We have a great interview with uh, Steve Stevens. Of course, he's the guitar player for Billy Idol. Uh, he used to play with uh, Vince Neil, and he actually toured with Van Halen uh, with Vince Neil's solo band, uh, talking about uh, his interactions with Eddie Van Halen and Wolfgang. Uh, so that's a really cool little interview. Uh, we got the Devo joke David Lee Roth didn't like. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to spoil oh. it, but, but go ahead and read that. Uh, Devo, uh, known famously for having a pretty good sense of humor, David Lee Roth, not so much. So uh, <laughs> it, it's kind of interesting what, what pissed off Dave about Devo. Uh, and there's a, there was a great live stream about 1984. Uh, it's the 5150 show uh, did a, a big live stream on, uh, on 1984 with Greg Renoff, of course, a guest on our show here, the author of Van Halen Rising, yeah. and Ted Templeman, a platinum producer's life in music, and Chris Gill, a co-author of Eruption, Conversations with Eddie Van Halen. They were on that live stream yeah. talking about 1984. Uh, so go check that out. And then there's just a little bit more. About there, there's the picture again. Wolfie and Michael Anthony and their uh, long overdue uh, reunion. Uh, Wolfie was just talking about how great it was that Mikey w- came and saw him in Vegas while he was performing, and uh, his uncle uh, is part of his uh, touring entourage. So we got to reunite with his uncle and his mom, Valerie, was there too. So kind of a little mini, awesome. mini Van Halen reunion, and how wonderful that was. And that's what we have yeah. going on in the Van Halen news desk. Hell yeah! Right on. Um... Yeah, uh, that, yeah, that we we discussed that that photo before, but yeah, it warms the heart. It really does, it does. because yeah. you, you got all the uh, the rumors and the stories you hear about, you know, who's who's got bad blood with who, who or uh, who's cool with who, and you know, you never really know until you know, uh, because we are not in the know. We're not part of the uh, the inner circles, if you will. I'd love be. to be. I would love to be part we of the inner be. circle, uh, but uh, we're just humble fans who just like you all get the news uh second third or fifth handed however you know however they send it out so but seeing that is is always touching and i love it so all right right on um you know i was just thinking about greg Renoff, man i was like we we haven't had him on the show in quite some time and before we're done with uh this iteration i would love to see if we can get him back uh maybe a live show maybe we can get him on a live show that would be great he was slated for one of our uh, live shows uh one of our album countdowns but he got sick with covid and and couldn't that's right it, so, that's right uh, yeah I'm Maybe sure we we'll get, get him on a, another one. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking about reaching out to David Paltrowitz, too, if he wants to talk about his book. And if, for if, sure, he, for if sure. he wants to yeah. send me a free copy, I'm not going to turn that down either. But <laughs> I could probably help a brother <laughs> like, out and spend a few bucks and buy a copy, though. I'm good. 
yeah why not why you know not? but yeah, but if he's if he's got some uh maybe two copies to spare and wants to send them <laughs> exactly away, why not feel right? free yeah feel you know, free, we'll cover the uh shipping charge um <laughs> All right, man. Well, uh, now now comes to it. The the moment I was kind of uh, I was excited about uh, for a week, but then also leaned into more of a dread because, as always, when we cover a particular song, we have to send out the poll and uh, see what you guys, the audience, think about the particular track that we cover. And we always seem to uh, cover uh, well when we cover a Sammy era song. Uh, that, that seems to be, uh, a, a point of controversy just because he, we seem to get people who just are just not keen on Sammy Hagar's tunes. And one of, uh, I think one of, one of the most popular of the Sammy Hagar era songs was the song we covered last week, which was from the hit movie Twister soundtrack, uh, Humans Being. And I was excited because I think. Everybody loves humans being. How, how how could anyone not vote this thing up? Uh, but it turns out 20.9, almost 21% of our audience, or uh, just the people who saw the poll anyway, said the dream was over for humans being, leaving a 79.1% what dreams are made of. So it didn't even crack 80% thumbs up. And that breaks my heart. It breaks my heart greatly, uh, but we knew that there very little or if any Sammy era songs were ever going to crack 90%. Um, I mean, they were never going to do it. We Just judging how the voting went, it just seemed like it was just never going to happen, but I thought Humans Being might be the exception to the rule. However, it was not. Uh, Corey, did you expect this uh, kind of poll result? I didn't. I, I was thinking we were going to be in the 80s for sure. Um Yeah. Yeah, I, I get uh, the criticisms of it, and there, there's quite a few good ones, actually, uh, reading in their, our Discord in the manifestations and uh, the ones we got on Twitter. Uh, I totally get it. Just for, for me, the, the riff was king. I love the riff, and I love the chorus, so uh, it was an easy vote for me. But if you look at our overall rankings, uh, Humans Being actually ranked 63rd out of 112 songs that we've done, so right in the middle of the pack. Uh, oh, Pretty Woman is just Jeez. above it. So is uh, You and Your Blues, Out of Love Again, which is shocking that one's that low. But it just beats out Dreams from 5150, Beats Working from A Different Kind of Truth, Mine All Mine from OU812. So a real glut of Sammy tracks right in the middle of the pack. So in terms of Sammy, it's probably upper echelon. But in terms of our poll overall of the entire band's catalog, out of 112 songs we've covered right now, it's sitting at 63. So pretty much right in the middle. Just right in the middle. Yeah, just, ah, you guys, you, you you kill me because I just, I don't, maybe, I don't know, maybe it was this particular song in general because I know this uh Humans being brought some strong opinions from a lot of you guys out there uh, about uh, whether it was pro the song or very much not pro the song. So I'm curious. I'm curious to know what you guys were saying about it. So we're going to move on over to uh, the tweets on the poll to hear what you guys have to say about humans being. And uh, hey, you know what? I'm going to read the tweets from our Patreons because if you want your tweet guaranteed read on the show, you Go over to our Patreon, join up, and uh, you, anything you say, we'll read it on the air. Uh, you also will get to join the Discord, and I'll be reading those little mini-festos here just in a minute. But first, we're going to start with the tweet. So, going over to our old buddy, Sean McGinnity, from the Sean Geek and Fast Fret podcast. 
he has a lot to say on this one. <laughs> so, and that's his opening statement. So uh, be prepared. Uh, I'm, I won't even call this a manifesto. This is just a straight up manifesto, but he's got strong feelings. So Sean, this is for you, buddy. He says, I have a lot to say about this one. So bear with me. When this song and this movie came out, it was at a time where my love for the Van Hagar band was dwindling. I had owned every Van Halen album up to that time, but I had passed on balance. I was in a dark place emotionally and musically. I was in the throes of my discovery of the Pixies, Soundgarden, and Propagandi, and the sappy ballads of Sammy-led Van Halen, or the sun-soaked fun of California Dave just weren't cutting it anymore. I was exploring my own songwriting at this point, and the zippity-doo-bop and pound cakes weren't working for me anymore. Even Todd, his brother, uh, even Todd's unlimited Van Halen love was waning by this point. This song, and Respect the Wind, came out and it bent my ear. And somehow, Don't Tell Me What Love Can Do came onto my radar for the first time. I was taken aback by the serious nature and evolution of Van Halen. The perfect sunshine of the band had cast a shadow on themselves, and we were really getting to feel a more introspective Van Halen. This was the song that made me come back. And Todd, too. I took a breath and opened up the Van Halen catalog again. How good is this song? Great enough to bring me back to the band I just wasn't happy enough to like anymore. Depression is a wicked thing. Yes, it is. Uh, I conquered some demons, fell in love with Van Halen again. Now, about this song. Eddie's background vocals work. There is anger there. A frustrating boiling to a point there against Sammy. You can almost hear Eddie saying, Jesus, Sammy, we need you to focus here <laughs> and not, to be, not be the clown you've been. And it totally belongs there. In fact, a perfect counterpoint to the Shine On section, which was the Sammy and Mike show in perfect uplifting harmony. I agree Shine On feels out of place, but this is the but that is the magic, and it is the counterpoint to the gravity of the song, the shining light in the distance that maybe they are going to survive this impending breakup, or the tornado that was Van Halen at the time. Uh, Sammy's lyrical delivery on the verse is a pounding frustration that works as a buildup of tension, and that solo and the work Alex puts in there. There is an anger there of Eddie and Alex against the world, uh, frustration within the band, injured, road-weary, uh, possible addiction at play. They groove out together on that solo, building that volatile cocktail within themselves, and it almost feels like there is a moment of clarity between the brothers during this, their perfect symbiosis. The almost dissonant notes is Eddie screaming at Sammy, while Alex is pounding in pure support of his brother. This, for me might be the most important song in the Van Halen catalog for all the reasons listed above. So Sean is, uh, you know, he, he is bringing, I mean, just like what we all do when we uh, give our opinions about why we voted the song the way we do. And I just assume through all that, uh, Sean gave it the, the, the thumbs up based <laughs> on all that he had to say. Uh, but yeah, he, deeply, uh, we we all have personal connections to these songs, or we we uh, interpret it a certain way because it's our own experience. And Sean's just like laying it out there for you on why humans being works for him and why it just works. Uh, so we we greatly appreciate that. And uh, you know, hey, if you can if you can find uh, something to connect with your own personal journey and use that with uh, uh, you know with the music that you love. I mean, that's, that's why we do it. Right. It's great stuff. So thank you, Sean. Yeah. Fantastic. Read uh, Good job, Sean. Yes, it is. All right. Moving on. We go to who's next up on here. Kevin Brown. Oh no. 
He says, he says, it's a song I like well enough from a movie I've only seen once and vaguely remember enjoying. It's not a top table Van Halen track for me, but there's no, there's more than enough great stuff in it to make it an easy what dreams are made of vote. Not on my Van Halen playlist, though. So, you know, so <laughs> Kevin likes it well enough. He just, uh, you know, he's just not going to celebrate it on his own time very, uh, very often. And that's fine. I get it. You don't want to burn yourself out because, you know, it's a lot to take in. I get it, Kev. It's a, it's a little too heavy for you. That's what he's trying to say. Too heavy. It's too heavy for Kevin. Uh, Rave of Flav says, the snippet used in Twister is the chorus. It would have been better using a darker part of the song for this dark build. The lead up to Ed's solo is spot on. That solo all, also has Alex throwing in some double kick. This is how you perform a perfect lead with one note. Uh, and that, you know, that's, uh, he's alluding to how we talked about Eddie at one point is literally just using one note and he's, you know, he's bending it and he's, he's kind of alternating it, but he's essentially staying on one note the whole time or not the, not the entire solo, but a particular section. Uh, but staying on that one note, he's just telling a, a powerful story. We talked about that, uh, on the show. So if you missed it, go back and check it, but that's what he's talking about there. And yes. There's a lot you can do with one note if you just you know, really sink in and if you have the sensibilities like, you know, Eddie Van Halen, which if you don't, we won't begrudge you that because who does? All right. We'll go there. Matt Lacoste says, probably my favorite Sammy era Eddie performance, a tour de force of guitar. Great, great track. So there's another one upvote, which is, you know, I, I expected a, a lot of uh, positive votes on this one. So. Our friend Davey Lee oh, Smith uh, before says... Before we go on, I just want to throw a, a quick shout-out to Matt, Matt Lacoste. Uh, he was supposed to be on our, our Patreon show in December, but he was really, really sick. Oh, Actually, the last couple, he's been really that's right, sick. That's so, right, that's right, yeah. Uh, Matt, if you're listening, we really hope that you're feeling better, buddy, and we can't wait to get you back on the show. Absolutely, dude. Yeah, get better soon and uh, join us again. We miss you. So, uh, all right, and where was I? Oh, our buddy David Lee, David Lee Smith says, I'm honestly not much of a fan of the staccato delivery of the verse melodies, but other than that, it's a solid track. And hey, at least it isn't sex-crazed Sammy, which I facepalm at sometimes lyrically. <laughs> what dreams are made of? Yeah, you know, you, you could probably uh, find a way to spin it. Uh, you could, <laughs> there's probably something in the lyrics of humans being to where you could spin it and make it uh, just a typical... Uh, sex craze Sammy, but we're not going to do that. Moving on here, I think that might do it for the tweets. So, yeah, we're going to move on over to the Discord, to the manifestos, starting with Scott Monroe. All right, and he's got a lot to say, too. Humans being is an unstoppable force of nature, easily a top five Sammy era song for me. I don't have much to add on the musical analysis. You guys covered it all. I will say it's definitely schizophrenic, and I love it for it. Uh, very angry and moody in the verses, uplifting as all hell in the chorus, a tornado-worthy jamgasm in the build-up solo section, and a cry from the wilderness outro that rings in your ears. Yowza, what a ride. From a nostalgia standpoint, I never really associated it all that much with the Twister movie, which I only saw once at the drive-in. Ooh, we saw it in the drive-in, that's funny. <laughs> Uh, to me, it was always just this incredible hidden gem and my go-to on the Best Of album. Uh, it also came at a time when I was getting into prog metal of that era, like Tool, and this song slotted in nicely with those tastes. Uh, 
He says, uh, uh, I, and I've dreamed to no end of what a new Sammy era album with a human's being kind of tone and sensibility would have been like. Alas, we'll never know. But we have this song and it is what dreams are made of. I actually 1000% agree with you, Scott. I, it really did feel like just with that one song, uh, this particular era of Van Halen could go in a new direction, a surprising direction uh, that a lot of fans probably wouldn't be, uh, definitely wouldn't have expected. And I don't know if they would be ready for, they probably wouldn't accept it. Um, But I would have been here for it obviously, <laughs> but alas, as you say, we'll never know, and that's a shame, but nevertheless, we have the song. Uh, Jeff Brewer says, I'm a little on Chaz's side on Humans Being. Chaz, uh, notably last week, uh, very strong in his uh, <laughs> his thumbs down on Humans Being. I don't think he even wrote a, a little manifesto about it. He was just like, nope, I hate the song. He said so, all he needed okay. to say in the chat, I think, on that show. We read a lot of his comments. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you missed that, go go check out the uh, the our, uh, the show on YouTube and read the chats. Because he did say, though. Chaz's chats is all over. Oh, boy, no kidding. Chaz's chats, I like that. We make that a new segment. But he says, uh, after Scott's uh, manifesto, I hate the song, but I love your manifesto. So there you go. Yes, that's true. And uh, yes, it's a great manifesto. So, but Jeff Brewer says I'm a little on Chaz's side on humans being similar to how I didn't think spanked was as bad as the consensus indicated. I don't think humans being is nearly as wonderful and iconic as advertised. I wasn't a wee lad when this came out. I was in my late twenties and very familiar with what a great Van Halen song is. I don't think this is this song is comparably great. The riff sounds pretty cool, but it's overly simplistic. Just an E minor chord and some double stops, or and some of double stops. Uh, some of the lead work kind of reminds me of uh, Vito Brada. Uh, that's happened before during the Sam Sammy Van Halen era. Uh, that's that cool arpeggio basically is just a common open C chord followed by the same chord shape moved up two frets. I don't think Ed spent much time coming up with this. I'm also not a big fan of the solo. I may be a little bitter because this song helped break up the pan. Still an upvote, just with some criticism. So, I like this. This, yeah. this is the kind of thing I like here. It's like, Jeff is he's letting us know, here are my problems with the song and why it's not usually for me. However, you know, still good enough with an upvote in, you know, but he gave us uh, cons- uh, his his own personal sort of criticisms without going too overboard and going like, nope, this is just, it's trash, and I don't have to explain myself. I'm like, all right. Um, but I like that. Jeff, that, that's a master class in, in uh, explaining your reasons as to the, uh, I, I won't say it's a, it's a contrarian view, but I mean, it kind of, but it's still, but it's good. I like, I like, this was well thought out. And you brought in a little musical theater, or, I'm sorry, music theory in on it as well. And and look, you you actually would probably uh, be surprised and how uh, you say this is a you know a simplistic sort of uh, construction of the song. You'd be surprised how many big bangers are very simplistic in their design. And so I, you know, I yeah, don't think that's a negative. I, I totally love that he called out Vito Brada too because I'm not a big White Lion yeah. fan, but I do like Vito Brada. I'm not a guitar player, so I, I can't comment mm-hmm. on any of that. But I do enjoy Vito Brada's uh, guitar work. Obviously, not on the level of Eddie Van Halen, but. I'm like, okay, well, if it's on par with Vito Brada, that's, in my mind, that's still not a bad thing. I'm Like I said, not a huge White Lion fan, but I am a fan of Vito Brada as a guitar player. You can be uh, an astounding guitar player and not be one of those, like, 
virtuosos. Like if you can make what you're playing just sound interesting and tell a story, and even if it's the simplest thing in the world, then I think you're all the better for it. Tom Morello is one of the most interesting guitar players I've ever heard, and what he plays is not necessarily the most overly complicated of things. It might sound like it, but that's all because he just knows how to uh, phrase and use sound effects. And uh, and he, I mean, it's it's a it's a strength. It's definitely a strength. And I think Eddie's uh, also a major candidate in that category. So. Tom Armbruster says, I remember reading Sammy saying that with uh, uh, humans being, Eddie was trying to turn a bass hit into a home run. That was where the speaking, the verses under the song verse came from. Uh, and it was Eddie who spoke them. I dig the riff. I dig the vibe. I think the song takes you on a ride and I am always willing to buy the ticket. So I, that, that sounds well like a said. thumbs up to me. So yeah, he, well you said. are of the 79% Tom. <laughs> And it, it does take you on a ride, as like a twister would if it picked you up and threw you around like a cow. So I, I totally agree Definitely. with that. Definitely. <laughs> uh, and then uh, you know, our, our, our good buddy Ryan Powell says, the most impactful and unforgettable solos often convey a profound message with very few notes, and Humans Being provides two excellent examples. Firstly, there is a simple two-note motive a major second interval that repeats over the chord changes, gradually intensifying through volume, attack, and tone. Secondly, the song's peak is marked by a single mid-song note that ascends and encapsulates the intensity of the song, creating significant forward momentum with minimal input. Upon closer listening, I noticed it wasn't just a single note sliding upwards, but also a pedal note beneath it, anchored on the root. Yes. Uh, the, this constant drone creates a tension that contrasts beautifully with the rising note and even evoking a tornado siren in the process. Ooh, yeah. Oh God, you're right. I can't believe we, we didn't mention that. That's, that's, an, yes, yes. Uh, he says, indeed, I've delved deeply into the significance of these two notes, highlighting the intensity and narrative that Ed successfully conveys without even touching on the rest of the song. Uh, Scott has already given a comprehensive review of the overall piece, so I'll simply concur with a heavy heart, uh, or with a uh, hearty, what dreams are made of. So, there you go. Yeah, Scott. I think Scott Monroe uh, won manifesto of the week uh, with that. Does. Although not to not to downplay uh, Sean McGinnity's either, because his was uh, super personal, and uh, we don't want to take away from that. But again, thank you to everyone who uh, who chimed in and matter of fact uh while we're at it before we move on let me go ahead and just uh read two more of the tweets from uh good friends of the show starting with fan favorite kelsey van halen she says love eddie's tone on this the bridge goes absolutely crazy i listened to this and try to ignore the band with sammy was on their last ignore that the band with sammy was on their last leg is what she's saying so she overall enjoys it and she just uh she puts it out of her mind that this was like the tail end of, of Sammy's run. And I respect that of course. And then our buddy from dissect that film says, this song always reminds me of twister and that movie fucking rocks. Also yes, respect. Sir. The wind is a great pairing and never gets talked about. I love this song. So Amen. there you go, everybody. So uh, overall, mostly positive there, but, and yet still only a 79%. Well, and uh, I, I did up. Uh, I actually took all of our current album rankings, like the the, the fan polls that we do at the end, mm -hmm. um, and I and I kind of ranked them uh, one through uh, fourteen because we have uh, the best of both worlds. Uh, there was three new tracks on that, and there was three new tracks on 
best of volume one. So um, if you had to guess, Mark Meyer, what do you think is the number mm. one rated album, Van Halen album right now, according to our listeners? Of, of the albums that we've covered so far are just like all together. All together. Because um, remember, these are still incomplete because we've only completed two records. So there's right. still some movement here for a couple of these. But Oh, God. Well, I'm trying to... Is it possibly uh, Women and Children first? Uh, it is not. Actually, that is fifth. Currently, right Ooh. now, uh, leading for us, it's 1984, 91.64%, oh, of course. Of course. what Dreams yeah. Are Made Of. Uh, followed by the debut album at 91.14, and then Van Halen 2, and then Fair Warning, Women and Children 5th, Diver Down, and then Best of Volume 1 is actually sitting at 7th right now. Uh, the three tracks off there, we have Can't Get This Stuff No More, Me Wise Magic, and Humans Being. Uh, so a pretty good grade for the three songs on the compilation, considering Best of Both Worlds, uh, the three yeah, Sammy really. uh, tunes on that compilation, currently sitting at last place, 43.6%, uh, even below Van Halen 3 at 45.36%. That's uh, that's astounding. It's astounding, <laughs> but uh, I'll tell you this though: uh, something tells me Van Halen One is going to climb to that number one spot before we're done here. I think so got, too. We still got a few tracks to cover on yeah. that one. And uh, Jeff's guess so. was Van Halen One, and we're like, right now, no. But I imagine it could maybe. We only have one more track to do on 1984. Uh, we got a few to do that's on right. Van Halen yeah. One, so yeah, there's still room for uh, Van Halen One to be uh, overtaken as the top album, as ranked uh, mm -hmm. ranked by our listeners. It very well could, but uh, we're but we're not quite there yet. Uh, that being said, Corey, it's time. Oh, is it it's time, time to? Uh, it's not time to spin quite yet. Before we do that, we have to do the other thing, and you guys know what that means for the uh, the new year. It's a new day to start manifestations. Yes, sir. Mm. I got to say, Scott Monroe so. in the chat right now. Are we doing a best of volume one live show? <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Sure, why not? <laughs> Maybe I mean, we, you, do you want to combine? May, let, let's combine we, we, volume we, we, one with best of both worlds. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> I mean, we might have to just because we haven't done a lot of show gonna, in a while. I mean, yes, yeah, true. And <laughs> then uh, you know, it's it's just more opportunities to talk about uh, some of the other tracks, including more humans being. And I'm never mad about that. So hey, you know, maybe if uh, if you guys want us to do that, you let us know. Let us Make know. your voices heard. Sounds like Scott would be in for it. Ryan says where we have to rank all the songs on the compilation. Well, that that's a little uh, tougher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's oof. That'll that's a uh, that's like an eight hour show. Yeah. I don't know if we can do that. Do you, do you want me to die like on on the live stream? Because I might. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll talk we'll talk about this. Yeah. But but before we get to that, it's time for manifestation. So I'm gonna go on over to our Discord and once again, you guys, you want to get in on our Discord, get in on the fun conversations that we all have, and get to include your own manifestations. Join the Patreon. We'll find a tier for you. I mean, I'm sure you can already find one. But if you need something uh, that we don't quite have listed, we can make it happen. Let us know. So. Going over to where are we at here? Uh, it, it, back to the comments real quick. Ryan Powell says, uh, "Yeah, uh, like a best of a live show ranking would be a blood sport." And then Jeff Brewer points out the best <laughs> of volume one sucks. It doesn't include Mean Street. He's got a point. You know, it the doesn't. Best and song that, that I will say that is that is kind of a bummer that it doesn't. <laughs> but uh, 
it's still great. You know, I still, you guys know, I still, I have a very uh, soft place in my heart for that particular uh, compilation album. So right. I will not say anything negative about it. Tell you what, um, best of volume two. I bet you mean streets on that Ryan Powell and Scott Monroe point out in the chat. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, I'm almost certain that it is. Uh, but uh, speaking of negative, Scott Monroe wants to manifest <laughs> Josephina. He says it's time. You might be right. Uh, Corey and I were talking off air uh, before we went on, and uh, I thought, you know, I'm not going to manifest it, but if we spin it, then it seems poetic that we bring in the new year by ending the album that has just, for all, it, it's just continued to keep itself elusive, and I don't understand why. You know what? I, I got to tell you. <laughs> so, I got to tell you, buddy. I, I, I think I'm ready. Dave, you ready? Ready. Ready as anybody can be. I'm ready for you. I hope you're ready for me. Oh, yeah. I'm just a gigolo. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> Michael Triplett, uh, he wants to manifest Jamie's crying probably too soon after the uh, respin, but I love this track. It's never too soon. And I look, I wanted, I wanted to stick with it, but we had the bogus Otis boys. We had to spin a Sammy track. So, you know, it just, it worked out that way. Would not be mad about Jamie's crying, obviously. Uh, Josh, he is also manifesting Josephina, uh, says your list of things to do is not the same as your list of things to be done. Let's finish it. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I, well, I know, I know, I know, I know. And it, and and Ryan, the thing is you guys, sorry, Ryan Powell, I will defend Josephina. It's a grower, not a shower. And I I can appreciate that. I haven't heard Josephina in a while, so I'm looking forward (laughs) to hearing it. I'm also a grower, not a shower. So not everyone can be built like a Mark Hamire in this world, or a Scott Haskin, for that matter. You only think I'm a shower, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, We've all seen the Buster's... pictures. We've seen your OnlyFans, Jesus. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> times is hard, you know. You just got to <laughs> make that dough. Do uh, Tom Armbruster, he once he said, wouldn't it be hilarious if they just kept spinning un- it until Josephina came up? Unchained mulligans. Why not? No. Uh, so I I guess that's his way of saying uh, just spin Josephina already. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jeff Brewer says, I won't cry too much if Josephina is the pick, but I'd prefer Summer Nights. It's been a while since a 5150 song, I think. You are correct, and hell yes, it has, and we definitely should spin a 5150. 50 song i would love that uh but you're you're also you're you're kind of you're leaning towards the josephina train so there it is and then ryan powell says i'm feeling some deja vu please take me back hey back to balance sure back to balance so <laughs> ryan goes hey it sounds like a new patreon tier yeah that's we pay you 20 bucks to look at my, mark Kamire naked that that's gonna be the new tier <laughs> that's like look hey well if there's a tier where you like you that's if you guys want to see me naked <laughs> and like sing van halen songs fine i'll do it uh but i gotta tell you that's gonna be a high tier so if i just want to hear you sing van halen songs so you do that while wearing a robe or something like you don't have to be wear, wear a podcast oh, yeah. or a rock t-shirt like i am right now i'll wear a uh i'll wear one of our shirts and no pants uh and we'll do that um and i'll give you my best uh david lee roth impression oh um, please do there is Speaking a, of which, i got a great a, i got a great david lee roth quote, quote here for i you. think now's a good time on new year's to decide whether you're going to be a hot dog or a little weenie there you go mark are you gonna be a hot dog or a little weenie why not both <laughs> uh like i said grow or not show her um but Corey, what <laughs> Are you are you going to jump on the Josephina train and manifest that, or do you have something else in mind? You I like? have something else in mind because earlier this week I got this uh, in the mail. Woo, it's a vinyl copy. 
of a different kind of truth. It's not the double LP North American release that everybody's used to because oh, that okay. goes. I checked on Discogs today before the show. Uh, it sells from anywhere from four hundred bucks to like six hundred bucks. I, I don't you, make Mark Kamire oh. money. Uh, I, I make Corey Morset money. So <laughs> so this is an unofficial EU copy, still on red vinyl, but on on one LP. It still sounds great. Uh, I'm very happy that I, I've got it on vinyl. And now I have every single Van Halen record on vinyl. Van Halen 3 is also an unofficial European release because it was never issued in North America on vinyl. Uh, so I was thinking I really want something from a different kind of truth. And, you know, I, I wanted to get kind of hard and heavy here tonight. I would love to hear some bullet head. So that's what I'm going to manifest here tonight. Shit, for that, for the the kind of money for that double, you, you maybe Corey's just starting OnlyFans. There you go. Oh my it's god! A, Again, I'd have to. I'd be losing money. I'd be paying people and just apologizing <laughs> constantly. So no, uh, like like Josh here's points out, uh, I'm a walking stretch mark, <laughs> j- just like uh, Josh. Here's, so. the, here's the thing: like the OnlyFans, it does it doesn't have to be like crude and sexual. It could be anything. So like it's just because it's for the OnlyFans. I mean, it 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 could, it could literally just be you demonstrating your uh, your your Texas Hold'em skills. You know, for in showing people how you uh, uh, beat the system, as it were. Not that Corey Morissette does that allegedly. No, I'm no. just saying. Uh, I'm just saying. You know, like OnlyFans could be anything. Yeah, pervs. Anyway, well, I tell you what, it can uh, be. So Bullethead. I I, I I pull good sound clips. Loud, loud, babe. There you go. They used to say I was hyperactive. Now they say I'm self motivated. So there you go. Not not hyperactive, <laughs> yeah, he, just self motivated. He's self motivated, all right. That's that's he's oh, yeah. <laughs> nobody Dave, motivates Dave like himself. Dave's not here. <laughs> my my favorite Sebi Hagar quote of all time when he was on the uh, Dave Lee Roth tour was this. Oh no, Dave, I got some tequila. Dave's not here. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Powell, of course, of course subscribes to Holy Fans just for the articles, which uh, I agree. I, I I do the same. Yet some good reading. <laughs> Over there on OnlyFans. They're reading. You, they make me laugh, those articles. Um, <laughs> all right. So my manifestation. Yes, sir, uh, I, I'm with uh I'm with Michael, man. I think I'm, I'm gonna go Jamie's crying or Jamie's right. crying because uh uh we we should have spun it. It should have happened already, and it didn't because of circumstances. So uh why not? Let's let's bring it back. Wouldn't that is my manifestation. Back. So I don't know. Maybe it'll counteract every all use out there, or maybe the power of the manifestation will be too strong and it'll overpower me, and we'll get down to what we have to do. You know, I'm not excited about that if it happens, but <laughs> I will accept it. All so right, when you uh, let's see, how many people we got uh, lurking in the chat there, Corey? Uh, good question. I haven't really looked. Uh, we got at least like six. <laughs> Well, we'll we'll say six plus us is eight. I'll do eight. What do you think? Eight primes. All right, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I hear Sammy warming up in the background. So, what do you say? You ready to roll? All right, here we go. Spin it. Here we go. Oh, let's see what we're gonna finally that. land on. Oh, we're going to fifty-one fifty. It's not summer nights, but it's good enough. All right, it's good enough. Yeah, hell yeah, fifty-one fifty. And uh, there was a it wasn't too far away from Bullethead. Uh, I thought we were about to get Dance the Night away. That was gonna be a a, a fun time, but instead, yes. good enough from fifty-one fifty. Yeah. All right, we're getting uh, a, a, well a Sammy track the lead off uh, cut. Uh, from 5150, it's kind of apropos here tonight. We've been talking a lot about Sammy lately. Uh, we got more Sammy yeah. tracks on the wheel, I think, than than Dave tracks at this point. So, uh, not shocked. We not shocked that we got a 
a Sammy one. Uh, just real quick, I just kind of wanted to see what we were close to here. Uh, if we look at the and we middle, uh, we alluded to this beforehand because there was a there was a moment in time, and you guys who've been listening can attest to this, where it felt like we were just spinning all like nothing but Dave era songs, uh, with the occasional uh, Gary Sharon peppered in. Uh, but then, uh, and I, I, Corey and I talked about it. Like, God, by the time we reach the uh, sort of the the back end of the catalog, what's left is it's just it's going to be Sammy the whole time, and everyone's going to be uh, all bummed out about it. Based on the poll results, I would say most people have been bummed for a while because I haven't seen a a ninety percent upvote in quite some time. I don't know if that'll change uh, this night, but it might. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You never know. It's it's 5150. People seem pretty pretty keen on that album. Uh, how do you feel without showing your hand? How do you feel about Good Enough? Well, I, I'm a big fan of this record. And uh, I know a mm-hmm. lot of people, I think, uh, heard Good Enough, uh, the big like, David Lee Roth uh, faction, and thought, you know, what what the hell is this? But uh, right. I, I, I don't want to tip my hand, but generally I'm, I'm a fan no. of this record. Uh, so I'm looking uh, forward to, to hearing this song here tonight. And we will be, will be playing the 2023 uh, remaster of Good Enough. So this is, uh, we have one, uh, two songs left on 5150. So I believe oh, uh, Summer Nights is the last one left uh, on this record. Well, so How about that? So. Well, all right. Okay. If, uh, if, if you're ready and uh, if you guys out there are ready, uh, let me know if uh, this sounds a bit familiar when we kick into this track. All right. Here we go. Hello, baby. <laughs> It's just good for the soul. I don't care <laughs> if you are strictly pro Dave, anti Sammy. I don't. I don't care. You cannot tell me. You can't listen to this opener, this intro to this song, and tell me that is not some good Van Halen awesomeness. You can't tell me that. You just can't. I'm sorry. You you can't. <laughs> I just have to point that out. Like that. What a killer intro. It doesn't matter how you feel about the rest of the song. That intro is fucking great. It's fucking fire. Scott Monroe automatically uh, pointed out, hello, baby, uh, in the chat. Ryan Powell, great way to introduce uh, the world to the new era. Couldn't agree more. 
Uh, Scott says, Absolutely. should hit a big time 75% what dreams are made of. <laughs> yeah, you're at, probably at right. The, uh, at minimum, yeah, 75% because everyone was feeling generous. Yep. Uh, Josh points out to drop A tuning. And Jeff says drop A with a bass string. Uh, I'm not a guitar player, Mark. Maybe you want to explain drop A tuning to the Is folks? it really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so your uh, your top string, your sixth string, the thick one, the one where all your your low notes or you know your bass notes come from. Uh, dropping means you're tuning that thing down, uh, but you're keeping it in a relative, and uh, you're still keeping it in key. So drop A means uh, your E string is going all the way down to an A, which is low. It's very low. For some context here, uh, I think uh, in in previous Van Halen, I think. Uh, Unchained is uh, in drop D, if I'm not mistaken. I believe that's like famously a drop D uh, tuning, which is uh, just the top string tuned down one whole step to a D. So it goes from E to D. Okay. Uh, so now imagine that, for the E going past the D, C, B, and then to the A. It's low. Uh, uh, some of your most, uh, some of the big metal bands of the modern day uh, tune and drop a uh, just because that's the style these days so uh, but Van Halen did it on this track a long time I didn't know that I'm gonna have to listen to this very very carefully is the the, the entire song in drop a uh, we'll find out uh, Tom says I can't figure out that a string thing uh, he's a bass player so forgive him uh, Scott Monroe points out it's <laughs> I mean a- you can do the same with bass yeah you know. <laughs> it sounds great in the Spaceballs diner scene too remember uh, Spaceballs yeah th- this that's is playing right. on the jukebox yes. yeah uh, star uh, what the hell was his name? Not Star Lord. That's Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy. But uh, Barf the uh, 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 dog. Was Lone there. Star. Lone Star. Thank you very much. Uh, Josh uh, <laughs> says lessons in playing with the low tunings and not needing a ton of gain. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it's it's easier if you're playing a uh, a seven string guitar because the uh, your seventh uh, top string there is typically tuned to a B. So you know you tune that B one whole step down, and then there's your A. Uh, and then for you bass players, five string guitars, you just tune that some bitch down to an A and it's, it's, it's much easier. So you can wrap your ra- your brain around it. I got you. Awesome. Uh, Ryan is forecasting a greater than 75% chance of what dreams are made of. So here's hoping Ryan's right. Cause, uh, well, we'll see. We'll I find mean, out. So far, so good. I think I'm good enough. All right, so lyrically, <laughs> U.S. Prime grade A stamped and guaranteed. It's good enough to. I, I think you can probably finish uh, the sentiment for Mr. Hagar there, but uh, to, to me, th- this is fun, <laughs> playful Sammy lyrics. It, it's not kind of heavy-handed or ham-fisted or anything. I love the fact that you know U.S. Prime grade A stamped, guaranteed. Grease it up and turn on the heat. You got to throw it down and roll <laughs> it over once, maybe twice, and chow down and down and down and down. To me, that, that that that's kind of fun, <laughs> Sammy lyrics. Well, yeah, yeah, it's fun. He's he's 
his introduction to like, hey, it's me in the band now, and it's like we're still the uh, it's still Van Halen, you guys, it's still Van Halen, you see. Uh, at least that's the vibe I get. Uh, I did uh, have to do an aside and and check out the tuning. So apparently, only the uh, the top uh, E string uh, Eddie tuned down to the A, and then the rest uh, is in your you know your standard uh, six string tuning. So he's got his A up top, and then he's got his A right below it. Uh, so he's just he's kind of doubling on those strings, and that makes my brain hurt because <laughs> here I was thinking that like oh drop A, so that means that the rest of the strings are probably tuned down to follow the drop a tuning, but Nope, not so much. It's just, he just tuned the one string down and uh, still made sense of all that chaos and uh, good on you. Good on you, Eddie. It's just like uh, uh Joni Mitchell was famously playing in that, uh, that G uh, uh, standard tuning, which hurts my brain to even think of that concept as well. But People like it. People do it. Good on you. Uh, and Eddie Van Halen made a, you know, so far uh, a kick-ass riff and kick-ass song with that weird-ass tuning. I don't know what the story behind that is, or if, if he was just experimenting and wanted to see what he could come up with, or if it was uh, if there was something else involved. I don't know. If you guys have that answer, please let us know because I don't know. I am not a rock historian or expert. Well, we got some experts in the chat, and they're all talking about spaceballs right now. So I, I can't even like you and I are talking Van Halen. They're 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 talking about the diner scene in Spaceballs. Uh, Scott Haskins. The Schwartz uh, is strong with them. <laughs> no kidding. Uh, Scott Haskins says, "Thank God I'm mainly a drummer." Uh, and Jeff points <laughs> out, "Yeah, more stupid lyrics." I, I mean, sure, but I don't know. They're they're sure, they're, they're fun. Stupid. It's on like, brand. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Armbruster it says, fits. I'm apologizing to random women on the street for this one. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> it was a different time. It was a different time. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you don't have to be a, a, a Sammy apologist for his lyrics. I mean, it, I, it's just, it, it is what it is. Yeah. Because by that, that logic, uh, how many of you listeners are big Motley Crue fans? If that's the case, you got a lot of apologizing to do. Um, you know, and then shall I go on and start naming other bands? <laughs> yeah. Have you ever heard the song All in the Name of Rock? I believe she's only 15 in that song. Ugh, gross. Uh, by that logic, any any Winger fans out there, uh, you want to explain yeah, 17 to me? She's 17, yeah. And, and try to try to justify that one? We could do this all day, but we, we're here to talk about Van Halen. <laughs> Christine 16 from uh, Kiss. Gross. <laughs> all right, let's keep going. All right, it's three six nine time, Mark. Um, I don't think he's Get talking low. about an, an area code. Uh, it it kind of reminds me of his Easy Top song from Eliminator. I got the six. <laughs> give me your nine. I don't know. Are they referring to that? Oh, name? it's it's a it's a code, all right. And there is an area for it. Um, <laughs> that's all I'll say. <laughs> all right, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> She's good enough. She's good 
Eddie is doing so much in this song. Um, if you're just like, I mean, I, the low end and the the rhythm section is pretty pretty prominent, but there there's a lot happening with with the guitar work in this song. And um, I mean, I, I know we 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 point that out a lot, but it's just it's true, and it it bears repeating because when it's when you're really dialed in and you're listening to it, it, it really it's it's eye opening, really, because uh, if you're not listening for it, you might uh, you might just let it blow past you. You might be too focused on uh you know the dumb lyrics or uh like i said the rhythm section might be just so in your in your face or in your ear that you're just kind of go along going along with it and you're banging your head getting in but if you pay attention to what what Eddie is doing man he is he's like all over the place and just doing some really cool fantastic guitar licks and for that matter so is Alex like again the Alex is killing it oh yeah there with, with Mikey um the production on this is really really good uh, this 2023 remaster, um, you know, 5150 always kind of sounded a little thin to me. Uh, it sounds a lot yes. fuller now. There's a lot more body to it. Uh, this remaster, I think, really kind of helped this record, even digitally. I don't hear as much digitally as mm. I do on vinyl, but I'm used to listening to 5150, my original copy on vinyl. And you listen to the remaster, it j- just gives a little bit more life, which on albums like 5150, No U812, they were really kind of sorely lacking. So here, listening to this it probably, song again, yeah, probably brings a lot of oh, yeah. the uh, the brightness of the music out a lot more. Yeah, hundred percent. And and like Scott Monroe pointed out in the chat, uh, this is wholesome, Sammy, kind of like spanked, which of course is a song <laughs> about you know preparing uh, chicken cutlets. You want to uh, give them a little spank, and then you put them on the grill, right? That that's what that's yeah, exactly, hundred yeah, percent. It's it's uh it's, you know it's about dinner. Yeah, it's spatchcocking. Remember uh, uh, way back when with the uh, Sean Geek Boys, uh, play splat and bone. <laughs> Oh, how could I forget? Which is a design we've never sold. I don't think we've we we have sold one. I think like sticker or T-shirt for uh, play splat and bone. <laughs> it, it may have been Sean That's probably, himself. I was about to say it, that was either Sean or maybe Kevin. Just just for for laughs. Yep. Uh, by far, it used to be our logo was the most popular shirt. Uh, now it's the apologies to Gary. People are are really uh, getting on board with the apologies to Gary movement. Uh, oh yeah. But, yeah. Splay, it's all coming together. Play splat and bone. Uh, one sale. well we'll uh we'll have to fix that i need i honestly i just need to go into the store and just do just to get in there and just do a sweep of the stuff i tell you what i just revamped our website little inside baseball uh during the christmas break i moved all of our stuff uh, away from anchor which was bought by spotify to acast uh because a little easier interface uh, easier to do stuff and uh, on the paid tier of acast they give you web space so i was able to ditch wordpress i was i'm not happy with wordpress uh, it was too hard to update mm-hmm. on, on show days and stuff. So now the website's going to automatically update whenever a show drops. It'll be right there for you. And there's a link right at the top of our new banner page with the store link so people can go and get their, their wonderful merch as designed by the one and only Kevin Brown. Hell yeah. All right, uh, Jeff Brewer, uh, let's throw his comment in here. Uh, Ed throws in uh, so many, and sorry, because throws in uh, so many of his signature riffage and... They ne'er so cool. They are so cool, I think you meant. Makes up for horn dog food metaphor lyrics. Ah, uh, yeah. No one likes <laughs> metaphor uh, food metaphor lyrics. Uh, in this one, it's a l- little bit more palatable than, say, up for breakfast. But like I said, there, it, it's at the time fun, playful. It's good enough. It's yeah, good enough. <laughs> but if a lady asked me about it today, I would apologize profusely, kind of like Tom. Like, no, that's just, <laughs> it, it, it's unacceptable in 2024. But, you know, back in 1986, Back in 1986, it was 
it almost lyrics didn't matter. It was like, does the song sound cool? Like, is the beat all right? Can we headbang to it? Yeah. Then whatever. Yep. You know, it's just like uh, there's a lot of hip hop. It's like, if the beat's all right, we'll dance all night. We don't care how uh, objectifying it is. It's like, you, you should care. Like, but we don't because there it is. Again, we'll point you in the direction of Kip Winger and Vince Neil mm-hmm. and uh, Gene Simmons and uh, everybody else who wrote inappropriate Brett Michaels music. And, Brett Michaels. Yeah, yeah, like literally, literally every rock band in the 80s, every one of them. Guys like Warrant. Sex. Yeah. No, Warrant was all about love. Sure they were. <laughs> She's my cherry pie. Sometimes she cries. Beautiful song. Beautiful. All right, let's keep going. It's it's almost like, because I'm sure the band was hearing it, oh, like, you know, Dave left. He hated the sense that they used in 1984, and Eddie was kind of like, fuck you all. First song off 5150, mm. I'm going to show you guys I still play guitar, too. Yeah, there were producers just like, hey, Eddie, on this one, just shred. Like, yeah. You got it. <laughs> that's that's all this is. like. That's my only note. Like, this is just, this is Eddie Van Halen shredding. Yep. And what more needs to be said? And still making it part of the song. Uh, and I know I've yeah. called them out before, but like an Ingve Melch scene where it's just like, and I, actually I was reading an old interview uh, <laughs> with uh, Ace Frehley today where he said uh, he doesn't really like Eddie Van Halen or Ingve solos because you can't hum them. And I, I say, you've never heard an Eddie Van Halen solo then because I can hum a ton of Eddie Van Halen solos. Yeah. Ingve, sure. Ingve is all about. I would, uh, yeah, I would agree with him in that sense of, uh, the idea of a good solo means like you can hum it, you can like sing it back. It means it's memorable. It's catchy. It's got a hook. Um, and then I would absolutely throw a pie in his face and be like, uh, yeah, have you actually listened to any of Eddie Van Halen's solos? Like, dude, grow up. Yeah. I, I think I had the, uh, pound cake solo memorized before, uh, the, you know, Oh Canada, which is our uh, national right? anthem or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, like... But yeah, it, it... same, I don't, I don't know. Oh Canada. Well, I, I wouldn't expect you to. We should maybe do a show on that someday. We'll break down O Canada. That's a good idea. Uh, I'm gonna go back. Actually, to- funny enough, because I because I watch so much uh, Canadian TV and watch a lot of hockey, I actually do know the Canadian national anthem. If you ever been to a hockey game, even in the states, they usually play both anthems. But uh, Jeff Brewer, mm-hmm. the best sex metaphors are from Spinal Tap. Absolutely correct. Working on a sex well, farm, trying to raise some hard love, getting out my pitchfork, poking your hay, scratching in your hen house. <laughs> I, I know all the lyrics to Sex Farm. <laughs> sex Farm Woman, oh I'll be your God. hired hand. Sex Farm Woman, I'll let my offer stand. Like, don't you see my silo I, I rising high? I, I can't wait to watch. I mean, Chrissy's never seen what? This is Spinal Tap. I know she's ne- Well, look, that's not a shocker. There's a lot of what we would consider classic movies or very popular things that she just hasn't seen just because it just went off her radar. Um, oh my God. And she doesn't watch things like the typical watcher. You know that you know the ADHD is strong with that one. <laughs> but uh, but I cannot wait. Eventually, I am going to sit her down. Like we're watching this, a Spinal Tap, because you have to see it. And I know, I know she will love it. I just, you just, I just got to find the right time to do it. Well, I tell you what, uh, Kevin Brown. It's one of his favorite movies. It's my favorite movie of all time. 
we we've always been threatening about doing a live watch along with this is spinal tap you and christy have to mm-hmm. join I, I really want to get her her comments on this is spinal tap because it's it's just glorious and they're making the sequel it shoots next month yes yes oh that's gonna be so that's gonna be ridiculous because they're all so old it's like oh i'm here for it oh man i'm here for it so yeah okay that's that's good motivation is like look they're making a sequel so we absolutely have to watch this one before we see the next one and then i think what i can tell her is you love the princess bride same guy behind it you you're gonna love this actually the hat he wears in spinal tap is in the princess bride it's in the kids room if you look at a couple of shots you see that ball cap but now our chat has gone from talking about uh space balls to talking about spinal tap, so talk spinal and, tap, and, and smell the glove. We're still listening to Van Halen, you guys, yeah. but it's fine. Sniff it at your feedback. Good one, Jeff. But yeah, a smell the glove. You put a grease naked woman on all fours with a dog collar around her <laughs> neck and a leash, and a man holding a glove in her face to sniff it, and then the manager saying, "You should see the cover they wanted. It wasn't a glove, believe me." <laughs> it's the greatest movie ever. It's so good. Oh my god, it's so good. Oh, I might have to sneak in a, a rewatch before I show Christy just because it's in my brain now. Oh, it's the but anyway, Van Halen. All right, let's get back to it. Hey, waitress, look at her, man. You got any specials here tonight? Me and the fellas might be interested in. What's that? Rack of what? what's that a rack of what ribs ribs sammy i said ribs (laughs) oh you know what here's the thing um it's funny we're laughing about it um this is probably the weakest uh moment of the song for me just because uh (laughs) this this feels very much like uh i don't want to say sammy was trying to do a, a a dave impersonation but it is very Dave-esque, and uh, I don't think Sammy should have done it that well, way. <laughs> and and maybe maybe yeah. somebody in the chat can help us out, because I don't know a ton of Sammy stuff kind of before this. I know he's in Montrose, uh, had his solo records. I know uh, VOA. I have that on vinyl. But yeah. it, are all of his like sexual entendre songs kind of this corny? Or it, was it just around this time that he really kind of broke out the cornball lyrics? I'm not exactly sure. I'm hoping when we finish the Van Halen wheel, I can convince you to do solo wheels and we can get into the sammy uh back catalog because i don't know a ton of it other than like the albums right around this period well same all i know is that sammy's just got a fuck ton of materials and it's just like it's a lot it's a ton so like that's so so if we if we do that that's that's a commitment um i'm not above it (laughs) you're all about commitment Um, now you're gonna get married this year aren't you uh well i mean that's the plan we'll see (laughs) You're coming you know, to Toronto so, to get married what? at the Sammy concert. That's what I heard. Yo, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, uh, you, you talk to my fiance about that. We'll see how well that conversation. Oh, uh, Josh. she'll be actually really nice about it. She'll be like, "Well, Corey, here's the thing. This is what we have planned. So, no, we're not going to go to Toronto." <laughs> Josh had to bring out another great line from the movie. Uh, what's wrong with being sexy? No, sexist, sexist. Exactly. Uh, but uh, to my knowledge, and again, I, I uh, admittedly a lot of my uh, knowledge on Sammy's solo, uh, pr- like pre Van Halen, is is limited. But from what I r- recall, I I think uh, he played up the sort of entendres a little bit more. Okay. Once he entered the Van Halen fray, but I could be wrong about that. 
Great are those backgrounds uh, on like uh, I'm blind to the world and just can't see and, and stuff like that. Oh, it sounds so cool. I know the lyrics suck, but <laughs> musically and vocally, this is a really, really good tune. These are not his worst lyrics, so I'm they're not his worst. Um, yeah, they're 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 not fucking Shakespeare. But uh, Jeff points out no. in the chat, Sam <laughs> had Sam had some cornball lyrics before, so that this isn't yeah. you know he really kind of played it up before. Fair enough. I was distracted by Alex running track back there. <laughs> <laughs> like that's a oh that's i love it man when he like just when he gives the kick a real real kick and just keeps on kicking yep it's my favorite no i'm right there with you all right let's keep her going Give me a good uh, Sammy uh, howl to end a song every day of the week. Uh, the lyrics might be shark sandwich, as Josh points out uh, in the chat. Uh, but we got that sweet, <laughs> silky Mikey, says Scott Monroe. And uh, Jeff Brewer, he liked the album review of shark sandwich, which, of course, was just a two-word review. Shit sandwich. Well, you can't print that. No, you're, you're not allowed to print that. <laughs> Oh boy, yeah. But uh, you know, Sammy, uh, reminding you well. I mean, throughout the song, but really reminding you at the end that uh, he ain't Dave, and he's gonna he's gonna show you something. Uh, something we we didn't really talk. We talked a lot about his uh, the, the the lyrics and all, but we didn't really talk about his uh, vocal performance he's doing in this oh. song. But he's he's doing a lot. There's a lot happening, and I think it's uh, a statement. U.S. Prime a statement Grade A stamp band. guaranteed. Yes, sir. <laughs> i think so anyway but uh that there it is man uh one more off 5150 and as you said before i think uh summer nights is the last one we have uh on 5150 so we are nearing that approach we have uh there's there's a few albums that are just just one track shy of being complete so once we hit those it's gonna i have a feeling we're gonna go on a roll of live shows pretty soon in the upcoming weeks and months. So be on the lookout for that, you guys. But uh, good enough. My question is, was it good enough for you all? And I throw it to my co-host, Corey Morissette. Corey, good enough from 5150. But uh, was it good enough for you? Or was it just not up to par and therefore the dream is over? What say you? Hmm. I love this song. I love 5150. The fact that it's currently ranked 11th 
uh, in the Van Halen catalog on our audience rankings is criminal to me. Absolutely criminal. Uh, such a great record and such a great opener. Yeah, the lyrics are misogynist and they're and they're dumb, but all lyrics around this time were. Uh, I, I can kind of look past that. Sammy sings the fuck out of it. Uh, Eddie and Alex and Mikey are playing the hell out of it. Harmonies are great. Uh, it, it, it's got everything you want uh, in a Van Halen tune. The, there's some chatter right now. Everyone's kind of wondering what the last word Sammy yells is. It, it sounds like yeah. It's listed in the official lyrics as yeah, but to Scott it sounds like uh, fa love or Jeff Bruce says fla. Uh, I don't know. To me, it was, it was kind of a yeah. Did you hear anything different than, than that? Google says it's good enough to love. Okay. But, to, uh, to, love? to okay. me, to me, it sounded, yeah, to me, it sounded more like, uh, it sounded like he wanted to say love, but then he switched it to, yeah. So kind of like, something like yeah, that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So a little bit of controversy <laughs> on that last line, not enough to kill the song for me. This is absolutely, uh, what dreams are made of. I have upvoted, uh, every song, but one off of 5150. And so have you, uh, that being inside, mm-hmm. uh, we both uh, didn't like a lot of fans of that song though. Even though, uh, on our official audience rankings, only 33% upvoted uh, inside, 66 downvoted it. Uh, good enough, I, I think it's probably going to be right in the 70s, uh, right around where Get Up was or Dreams or Love Walks In. It's not going to hit the 80s that Why Can't This Be Love or 5150 did. Uh, so I'm predicting right. high 70s uh, for good enough, but it's absolutely what dreams are made for me. Mark Meyer, um, I know you don't let uh, popular opinion sway you. You kind of go with however your heart takes you. Um, and I know you're a Sammy fan. The question remains, though. Was this what dreams are made of, or is the dream over on Good Enough? Good enough, good stuff. This is uh, this is how you open a Van Halen record, especially if you are introducing yourself as their new vocalist after uh, quite some pretty big shoes to you know to fit yourself into just because dave was dave is diamond dave you know there's no taking away i know we we poke fun a lot but we there's no taking away from the legacy he left behind as the front man of van halen uh let it never be said that we're we're downplaying that whatsoever so uh with you know sammy had uh quite a feat on him to reintroduce himself because i mean he was he already had a a prominent career but to reintroduce himself as part of this band what do you do you hit him with good enough no synth to be found whatsoever just rip roaring guitar work heavy rhythm sections very heavy rhythm sections on alex's part too man like i said he's 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 doing so much eddie's doing so much and uh you know and mikey is just holding it down like he always does you know and that's not a that's not uh downplaying his ability whatsoever you guys know that we we are big fans of michael anthony um but sammy also say what you want about uh you know his his wordplay but i'm i'm not focused on that i'm focused on his vocal ability and vocal delivery and his vocal delivery in this track much like many of his tracks credit where credit is due he is showcasing exactly what he is capable of doing. And I would dare say like, this isn't even the extent of the vocal ability he's capable of. We would find in later tracks uh, on this album and in, uh, you know, in balance and others that Sammy is just, he's just a powerful force of nature when it comes to uh, singing and just being just a, a, just a rock musician, man. 
Uh, so we, we have to acknowledge that. And even if you are not pro Sammy in Van Halen per se, you, you got to give the man his, his due when it comes to how he is able to carry a tune because he's just so damn good at it. And this song is a very, very good demonstration of what he is capable of doing vocally. And this is a tremendous demonstration of what Van Halen is capable of when they all come together and they just want to make a kick-ass rock song. So all the pieces were in place and they all fell where they may. Good enough is good stuff. It is absolutely what dreams are made of. Print it, mark it, there's my vote. And uh, this will probably not get, uh, this probably won't break the 80% uh, what dreams are made of uh, ranking, and that will make me sad. That will make me very sad. But look, I'm used to sadness with Sammy songs at this point because I don't know. I mean, you, you the guys out there, you audience members, I don't know. Maybe, maybe we'll, I might have to start reading out some uh, some some tweets from the audience that that aren't on the Patreon just because, like, I really want to know what it is that uh, just you guys downvote Sammy songs so much. It's almost like spite. It's almost like you downvoted out of spite, or is it just truly? Am I just truly that uh, naive to believe that there just aren't a lot of uh, Sammy Hagar fans out there? I just, I don't know. I just, I find that hard to believe, but it, it could be so. And if that is the case, that's your prerogative. I'm not here to be like, well, you're wrong. I'm just here to say, like, I just want to know why because I'm feeling it. You know, Corey's feeling it most of the time, and then you know we have some people that are really, really feeling it as well, and. There's just a huge majority of you that just apparently aren't feeling it. So I just want to know why. But another day, ta- another day for that, I'm sure. And uh, onward we truck along. One more off the wheel, and uh, oh, well, of you know course, what that means? How could I forget? It is time yes, to play. Yes, I know what that means? How many times have Van Halen performed good enough uh, in their live career? Uh, Mark, I'm going to give right. you a hint. Uh, they only played it uh, in one calendar year. So that oh. is your hint for this week. So now you're the only one on the call here tonight. you got to tell me, uh, how many times do you think Van Halen performed good enough? 120 times. 120? Yeah. Or I tell you what, that's a pretty good guess, but... <laughs> oh, you went over. The correct answer is 111 times. So just over by just nine. Yeah, nine oh, times you went over. Nine times. First played March 27th well, at the Hirsch Memorial Coliseum in Shreveport, Louisiana. Last played at the Cow Palace in Daly City, California, uh, November 3rd, 1986. Do you think this is one that uh, they might throw on the set list for oh, this I upcoming hope. tour? Man, I hope so. If, if they came out, like I'm going to the Toronto show uh, with the Bogus Otis boys. I can't wait. If they came out and this was the opener, holy, f- I'd, I'd lose my shit. I'd rip off my that apologies so to Gary's cool. shirt and just start wiggling my big fat <laughs> belly around. Um, Woo! Just, <laughs> that'll be a sight for everyone. God bless Ryan Powell. Uh, when I mentioned that uh, you and I only downvoted one song at 5150, uh, he said, you've been right on every song but one then. So <laughs> good one. Uh, Jeff Brewer says, I'm right there with you except for a, a political blues. That was his sole downvote. Um, I actually didn't. Uh, my oh, dad, right, yeah. right. Yeah, I remember that one? that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tom uh, points out, uh, not really mad at the lyrics. It's good natured. And, and that's kind of where I'm at, too. I understand they could be construed. Yeah. Uh, inappropriate, sure. 
but yeah, they, they, they were good natured. Like it's not malicious or anything towards uh, the female. No, it's not man. like Sammy's not saying like, I'm going to go slap that waitress on the ass and say like, Ooh, let's get good enough. And let yeah. me throw some ribs down your throat. And like, you know what I'm talking about? And like, Whoa, he went off the deep end on this one. Yeah, it's like, exactly. so it's not that he's just, you know, he's just, he's having fun. Yep. Uh, Scott Monroe says it's good enough for 75%. Man, I'm still hoping we, we eclipse 80. I, I don't, I think it's going to be around 75 as well. Between 75, 78, 79, I'm thinking, but I, I'm kind of with make you. Me very I'm happy like, if it's at least 85. If it's if it's if it somehow reaches 85, you guys will make me so happy. It won't, but it would be awesome. If you're a diehard Van Halen fan, how do you dislike this song? It's got all the elements I of agree. a great uh, Van Halen song, except it's sung better. Lyrically, it's not as good. I agree. But it's sung better. No, but you know, <laughs> but we've been burned before by this very same logic. But so I, you know. <laughs> that's why we have to we have to uh, uh temper our uh, expectations but yep. you know we're we're good at that we've been doing the show long enough we're, we've uh, we so. understand how it goes we understand uh how you guys but well we don't understand the how or no no we understand the how we just don't understand the why or i don't understand the why so help me understand all you guys that uh downvote every single sammy hey carson because i i have a feeling you either don't listen to it and you just know that it's a Hagar era tune. So you're just going to downvote regardless, or uh, maybe some of the songs just don't land for you. And if that's true, like I would, I would just love to know what it is. So yeah, keep uh, on, keep on keeping on with the, uh, with the interactions, all of you, whether you're on the Patreon or not, but uh, you should join the Patreon because we're, we've got access to a discord and uh, the conversations are always lively and fun and uh, informative and we get to see uh, what all you guys are are listening to outside of Van Halen, what's what's going on, and things like that. And uh, it's just a fun community. We've we've built ourselves a really good community of people, and I and I really really love it and appreciate it. And in fact, I'm going to tell you about our community of patrons by listing them off one by one. Big special thank you once again, as always, to. Matt Lacoste, Nate from the Deep Purple Podcast, Rava Flav, Josh Caldwell, Greg Zito, Michael Griffith, Chaz Charles, Sean McGinnity, Kevin Brown, Per Lineker, Scott Monroe, Ryan Powell, Jeff Brewer, Tom Armbruster, Scott Everett, Heath McCoy, Janice Risco, Brad Gould, Michael Triplett, and Davey Lee Smith. As always, you guys are you know, special places in our heart, and always uh, we, we appreciate all the love and support and the conversations. So keep it up. We're still going strong. We still got a lot more left to do. I know I always harp on the fact that, Oh God, we're getting close. We're getting down to the wire, but it's all in jest because we're just, we're having fun. We don't want this to end and it doesn't have to end very, it won't end very soon. Let's put it that way. Lots of live shows coming up and more songs on the wheel. So be ready for that. Also, Corey alluded to it. We do have a website, uh, uh, podcastlerock.com it's a uh, newly revamped as he said so be sure to check that out you get access to our merch store um the 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 good news is uh you guys have have heard my call and uh you're getting in with those apologies to gary shirts and soon i will have my army and uh that that just makes me so giddy inside but uh but also take a look at some of those other designs too because they're quite funny a lot of them are uh, inside joke based, and if you've been listening to the show, you'll understand. And if you're uh, if you're new to the show, go to the website. All of our episodes backlog there. Get in on these inside jokes, and then maybe those uh, those shirts in particular that you look at and go, "What does this even mean?" 
you'll get it. You'll get it. And uh, it'll be all that much more fun. And people will ask you when you wear them out in public, like, what's going on with your shirt? And go, ah, you got to check out this podcast. Are you a Van Halen fan? Check these dudes out. Listen to what they got to say. Check out the zaniness and uh, absurdity. And then we put it on a T-shirt. That's what we do here. So Because we're not experts on the band and we're not rock historians we're just simple fans talking about a band that we love and that's all that we need to be so there you go uh Corey, what's what uh what's left what's left what am i forgetting well we're also part of the deep dive podcast network should we talk about that for a little uh-huh. bit yes sure. uh, the deep dive podcast network where you can find uh such like-minded shows like uh backtracks aerosmith revisited uh then we have uh the Ultimate Catalog Clash with myself and Kevin Brown. We're breaking down on season two, uh, 90s Metallica. Uh, we just dropped our second episode on the Black Album uh, this week. Uh, side C of the Black Album drops next week. Uh, getting a lot of good uh, reviews from folks. They're really enjoying that show, apparently. Uh, shout out to uh, all of our friends on the Discord server who told us how much they're enjoying that show right now. Uh, very much appreciated uh, because I, I currently do a show that gets nothing but uh, negative reviews. So it's really nice to hear the occasional positive one uh, on, on a show that, that I record. So Ultimate Catalog Clash, pick it up wherever you get all your podcasts from. Uh, of course, we have our friends at the Tom Petty Project, which is Kevin Brown. Kevin also does a show with uh, Randy Woods called Seaside Pod Review, uh, breaking down everything Queen-related. And actually, I think it was December 30th or 31st, they did a whole big uh, Queen trivia uh, thing online with a bunch of their listeners. And everybody had a blast, it looks like. Uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe we should do something like that. If I knew any Van Halen trivia, I'd say maybe we should uh, do something like that for our listeners. But all of our listeners know more about the band than we do, so it'd be kind of pointless. I was, I was about to say, we get our, I think we get our asses kicked. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> uh, then, of course, uh, we have uh, Scott Haskin at Uriah Heap, the Magician's Podcast. Uriah Heap about to uh, announce some uh, tour dates uh, in North America here coming up uh, in the next few days. Uh, here's hoping for a Las Vegas date for Scott. And then we have Nate and John at the Deep Purple Podcast, the simple man at Skinnered Reconsidered. Terry T-Bone Mathley at T-Bone's Prime Cuts, Rye at Sabbath Bloody Podcast, Paul and Joe and David at In the Lap of the Pods. That show is wrapped up now, but you can still uh, catch all of their archive shows wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, definitely give it a listen. It's well worth it. Uh, then Andy and Matt have Hawk Binge. That's a podcast on Hawkwind. Eric and Jonathan at Maiden A to Z. Daniel and Josh at Diary of the Madman, the Ultimate Aussie Podcast. Ben and Sam at Universally Speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers Podcast. George and Hattie at the Judas Priest Cast. Clay and Ray at North by South Podcast. That's Canadian music versus American music. Uh, that one's a lot of fun, too. I just saw a great uh, Canadian cover band on the weekend called Took, uh, playing a lot of great Canadian covers. They did Ironic by Alanis Morissette, Sunglasses at Night by Corey Hart, Working for the Weekend by Loverboy, and some great obscure ones like Aldo Nova, uh, you know, Street Heart, stuff like that. <laughs> great, great Canadian music. Wow. Uh, Greg and Jonathan also do a show called So Far, So Pod, So What, talking all things Megadeth. Then we have Quinn at Unvolume for All, Sav, Nick, Steve, and Mark at the Rock Roulette Podcast, Chaz and Greg at Regarding Lulu, Chaz and Chats at Rush Rash, Chaz and Wolfie at Regarding Roger, and hopefully we're going to be getting Chaz and hopefully uh, one or more of his co-hosts uh, on a show of ours here uh, really, really quick. And then, of course, we have our friends of the show, including uh, Pot of Thunder, the recognized symbol of excellence in rock and roll podcasting, the DLR cast, the Bogus Oda Show, the Sean Geek and Fast Fred Podcast, you're All Doomed, a Friday the 13th podcast, um, booked on rock with the legendary Eric Senich, Dissect That Film, and Three's Company 2, a rewatch podcast. Woo! 
so much fun, so much goodness. Uh, we have all of your podcasting needs. I mean, if you heard even just a snippet of that list Corey just gave you, uh, trust me, you will not be bored. Uh, the Deep Dive Podcasting Network has got you, whatever that need may be. So, and if they don't, then just wait a moment before you know Corey starts another podcast, and you'll get it. You'll get whatever that you, whatever itch you need scratching. You He's got you. <laughs> exactly so so be on the lookout for that always a pleasure happy to be part of such an awesome network and happy to have you as an audience uh rocking out with us as always on behalf of Corey morissette myself we are and the podcast will rock and we will rock you later Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.